welcome chefs, welcome animals, welcome hermits, welcome poachers. I guess all forms, uh, you know, Lindors, welcome Lindor truffles, you know, anything that has to do in the food related industry. All forms of forest wildlife are welcome here. You know, uh, I would like to let everybody know we have a special guest with us again, joining us once as always. My name's Thomas, you know, Kellum. But we have David DeMarcus back with us. You know, uh, yep. say hi, David. And you know, like last week, I believe it was last week, I was forced to watch Flubber. This week, the Citizen Kane I of was, our generation. Yes. Uh, this week, I was not forced to watch Flubber, thankfully. Instead, uh, I wouldn't say I was forced to watch Pig, but we watched Pig, you know, uh, Nicolas Cage movie. You poor thing. <laughs> you know, and before I, I so, cede the floor over to my other two people here, I want to go ahead and state that the entire time I was watching this movie, I kept being like, okay, is it is this Ratatouille or is this John Wick? Because you need to make oh up your God. mind. No. You can't have to be like, I gotta hunt down the guy and hunt down those and find are, my pig. And those are the only two those are the only two chef then, movies you could make. Be like, hey, actually, you know what I'm gonna do instead? Instead of like killing your father for the consequences of what happened, instead, why don't we just like make that same exact meal that like changed you and your mom, like your mom and your dad's life, you know, and then he'll have that same experience and then he'll like food again and he'll vote that we can keep the restaurant open. Yeah. It was literally rather Tui and John like put together. It was John Tatui. I was very not, uh, I was like, what? Right Isn't away? that like the most beautiful climax of a movie that you've ever seen, though? Like, how beautifully understated well, is that moment? Y- yes, we are we are wildly putting the cart before the horse. We will get to that, but yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's but it's 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 just like I, I literally was watching that, and I was just like, man, I I remember this exact feeling when I was watching Ratatouille. But anyway, Jesus, <laughs> I mean, anyways. you're you're not wrong. That is that is legitimately a scene that is in the classic that is Ratatouille. Um, but let's jump into it since I would like to have the reason why is you know Kellum and David are both very huge Nicolas Cage fans more so than me. Yes. I like I like you know younger Cage. I guess would be the preferred term to use. In you terms, like, like the beginning of Face Off, Nick Cage. Yeah, like '90s Con Air face off, you know. Y- yeah. Nick Cage. So this is um, uh, Nick Cage did. A, I mean, dating this podcast a little bit, but who gives a shit? Um, Nick Cage last weekend did a, an AMA where he talked about a lot of things and was like very eloquent and you know very typical Nicholas Cage. Um, but he talked about pigs. Film. Yeah, yeah. He talked about pig a yeah. fair amount, talking about how that he is certain that this is the greatest work that he has ever done, and. I am not going to disagree with that. Um, this film is fantastic. Uh, I mean, it resonated with me in, in, I mean, as somebody who has worked in the industry for a number of years at this point, this, this does resonate with me in, in a slightly different way as well. Um, yeah, this movie is, is fucking phenomenal. Uh, I mean, we're, we're going to get in. Yeah, I mean, like we're we're gonna get into it, obviously, but like just like a, a kind of like a mission statement for the next uh, however long. This movie fucking slaps. It's incredible. Nicolas Cage is putting on a fucking like like absolute clinic here. Like it, it's, it's it is it is back to true, beautiful, subtle Nick Cage in mm-hmm. ways that you know you don't get. And also, fun fact that I, for pre pro that I've learned is. 
that this movie they didn't have any money for it so they're they were like yeah we don't get extra takes we don't get reshoots we don't get yeah. to go back you gotta hit it the first time also this pig is not trained so nick cage said that he got bit a bunch a bunch of times <laughs> by that pig and I did not know that. he was like <laughs> The, the director said the best part of the entire shoot was at one point halfway through Nick Cage just like in full on like rage cage mode just I've, I've been out of helicopters and blown up and I've done all this and fucking sepsis from a pig is what's gonna kill me and they were like it was just the funniest thing like in this bleakness so this yeah. out of nowhere like in the middle you're like oh shit like we're still acting we're not in this like Nick Cage is like this fucking pig <laughs> Yeah, it's still it's still Nicolas Cage. You still have you still have him behind the horn. Yeah. Also, um, we're doing this. You know, I don't know if either one of you know for sure when the when incredible unbearable weight of massive talent, whatever it's called, is coming out. But there's tomorrow. Another, yeah. Okay. So there's there's a new Nick right? Cage film also uh, next Friday. Next Friday. Next Friday. Next Friday. I thought it was tomorrow for so. Don't, my dates are all off. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's next yeah. Friday. Today yeah. is Friday. As well. No, we, but, uh, we got a terribly shitty, boring Harry Potter movie this weekend. No, we, I, we have I, to wait I, for the good shit till next week. Not even going oh, to talk about it. Yeah. On a side, <laughs> on a side <laughs> note, irrelevant. By the way, if you listen to this, you know we're not talking about Harry Potter because Callum and I are not the biggest Harry Potter fans. However, let's, let's continue to not. I would like to say <laughs> there was one of the most laughable things that I saw today was. Uh, versus gandalf or dumbledore and i was like what fuck off like you <laughs> kellum kellum like, has done fuck a very off. very good job of informing me that gandalf is a literal demigod <laughs> like not just like a wizard not, like, not some old queer with a wand like <laughs> all the respect in the world to, to albus dumbledore i guess but like at, no sorry <laughs> sorry i love i love I the like, style i suppose i but, just want in my head i thought i was like could dumbledore even beat the balrog like not just no. teleport the balrog somewhere else i mean but actually defeat the balrog. a literal demon it's a literal <laughs> fallen angel made of shadow and flame this is not even a conversation this is like who's stronger that guy over there on the corner who's asleep or you know saitama from one punch man like it's not it's not a question like, it's, it's fine like this is not a thing oh okay well i just thought that we should share that but yeah let's let, yeah let's jump into it if you'd like mm. you know we can okay. we can talk about the oeuvre of cage at the end if you'd enjoy more right, right, right. but let's just you know jump into pig so um starting out like this uh so i mean so a lot of this movie felt like i was like oh this film was made for me um because like the the starting off like where uh nicholas cage's character rob lives in the woods of uh the pacific northwest in a small shack like everything other than the fact that i am on the other coast is this is exactly like this that it's it er, these people are here this this profession is here i go out and hunt rare exotic funguses uh, uh during the spring here like a lot of people do and it's a wild time um yeah that whole none of none of that was exaggerated no part of of how that like 
culture works it has been has been amped up for and nothing nothing in this film was amped up for anything uh for, for what i kept I waiting tell. for it i kept yeah. waiting for it to mandy at some point or at least uh you know john something <laughs> yeah it's like I mean, i'm not gonna lie the entire first half the first half of this not half that's exaggerated but like a, a good first 10 minutes i was genuinely like if this motherfucker is an assassin who is gonna hunt down and get back this pig? I swear to God. <laughs> no, I I knew I knew he was a I, I knew much he was a chef. Than that. Yeah, like I knew like that everything about the shots were 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 telegraphing that this individual is was was a chef. Um, do you know what I do love about this though? Is mm-hmm. that this, they have they developed a full complete story with undertones, subtlety, everything, with four characters and one of them is a pig. Like yeah. genuinely, there's. I yeah. mean, there there are more people, but essentially, it's just Nick Cage, uh, Amir, and Darius. Darius, I, uh, I think that's. What they, I can't remember exactly. Watched this like four or five days ago. But uh, is that is that Amir's dad? Big. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I, don't remember who, I don't Darius. remember ever getting this man's name. <laughs> like I think that's because I was looking in the credits. I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, but the complexity of three characters mm-hmm. just talking just dealing with things just yeah. interacting is wonderful i do think that without the beginning of the film you wouldn't have the weight that you need to carry it through towards the end because you like by living with nick cage and the truffle pig you're insane their world you kind of accept this reality so that way when you go to the city obviously it the juxtaposition and everything it works but i, I did love like, I don't know. I don't want to skip too much ahead. But stay at the beginning before I get in the middle. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, like you talked about, like, so I'm going to, like, in uh, this is a, something that was done in Mandy as well that you have the beginning of that film, another uh, fantastic Nicolas Cage joint, the beginning of you that bet. film, the solid like hour, hour 15 is like very chill, just like setting up like, kind of you know a very in an interesting way setting up stakes like it's not it's not like set as such like it's not telegraphed as much but like when you see the rest of it you are seeing what this person is losing like you are seeing this thing that the what like what this person is 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 trying to uh, protect and, and get back into their lives um same with this. The the shots in this film are so incredibly well done. And even like like where you have like unstabilized like handheld camera shots, like everything is like so intentionally done in a way. Like I mean, I think that part of it is that you know you you've got to get this in one, and that there's something that goes along with that. Like yes, obviously there is going to be some things about that that are not always the best, but um, yeah, I mean it's the amount that this movie breathes is which is like a weird bullshit thing that 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 cinema people say but like it (laughs) like this this film really breathes um like it's it's there's so much space in every shot there's so much space in every in every uh bit of dialogue that just kind of like i it's hard to talk about this film it's so fucking good like it's uh, like i don't even know where to begin it's just it's incredible like everything yeah. is so done well but like the the characterization of robin feld in this the i will say the only thing in this that felt like weird 
like not my experience of it. Maybe I have worked with the wrong with, with the wrong like chefs and things like that. But the fight club thing that happens in you know, <laughs> like that was like, I don't know about that. Like, I mean, weird things happen in, in the that seems more like a Chili's thing. Than a uh, than a like you know like, like oh a, we, we, a we were good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I will say like so there is um there is this restaurant in uh, in uh, um, in in Copenhagen called Noma uh, that is run by this uh, Michelin star chef named uh, Rene Redzepi, um, who fantastic chef um, has a really good little. Um, really good little i i say that a lot that sounds really reductive it's a very it's a very good place that happens to be very small called popple it's a it's a like a burger joint that's just like on the uh, uh on the uh in the the road there as well um fantastic thing but like the that scene when he's in um F- F- fenway or whatever the the fancy restaurant is we're like, oh, this is this, and we've deconstructed it, and we've put it, oh, with all of this fanciful bullshit. Like, this, Robin's attitude towards food in that is, like, like everything about, like, the, the again, the characterization of this, like, the, the not wanting to move towards that thing, because that's, like, cool and all, but, like, when it's, like, here's a candle, you're going to light it, and when the candle dissolves, it will be a delicious syrup that you will then consume as your dessert. That's a legitimate dessert that Rene Redzepi serves at Noma. And it's $500 a plate there. <laughs> and like, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool and all. One of my best friends, uh, she went there for her birthday last year. And she was like, oh, if you're, if you're in Copenhagen at this time, like, like you, you want to come to Noma with us? It's, it is $475 a plate. And I was like, absolutely fucking not under no circumstances will i be doing that because i like i will have a panic attack and like i can spend money on things but not if immediately after like if 45 minutes after i've spent it there is no tangible change in my life or like thing i can be like i bought that or like like, yeah i can't like i i I don't think i think that the commoditization of food and clothing are two of the biggest evils in the world i I don't know i think it's why you could eat anything i i don't know if you eat anything that's worth that money like genuinely don't think it's possible like you're paying for a specific more than like 20 yeah exactly it's like it's like wine you shouldn't spend more than ton yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, like wine. Anything. If you're like filthy rich, you just need to blow money. You whatever. don't. You don't but really need to spend more than twenty dollars on a bottle of wine. I'm just. I'm just you, telling. I'm just telling you here. If you are out here, like, hey man, I just really want to eat some good ass food. You know, it's my birthday. Let's do something fancy. Okay. Fifty dollars will get you a fucking dank ass meal. Like you know, every, it's like where did you go when you were in high school and you had homecoming or prom? I know some people went to like IHOP. But, you know, you're like, oh, man, I went to, like, Carabas. You're like, great. That's your fancy restaurant. It's, like, I mean, $30 at most. To, to be fair, there are some things. Like, there is um, there is this restaurant called Henning's Local that is near where I live that I've been to a couple of times. It is a very swanky, fancy restaurant that is on top of a shell station. Um, 
it's, it's very it's very strange but it's it's in the i mean i live out in the middle of nowhere it's out in the middle of nowhere and you just are on the high this like like tree covered highway and eventually you see a gas station with this like built on top of it is like a very fancy restaurant and it like i went in and i had this amazing pork belly with like gorgonzola mashed potatoes and like like it like oh. everything was like i still think about that meal all the time and it is not a meal that I can make anymore because they took it off of having anymore because they take it off the menu. Like there are some things that I understand, like, and again, like that it's, but it, it's, sim- this is not, this is not about the film. We're getting into this weird food thing, but like, We're the, the, relevant. The, the point is, is that the, the, like the food philosophy that, uh, that Rob has in this is like, like resonated with me on such a deep level. Like you don't need to, what's important is are you enjoying cooking the thing is the person that you are cooking for enjoying this meal has has this like this this very like intimate type of transaction that 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 i i think we overlook in so many regards throughout our our daily life is that really being honored and fulfilled like oh like so many so many beats about this film like really spoke to me um and again yeah just Let's let David jump in. Yes, speak of some of the beats David, that say spoke. things. <laughs> say things that aren't about dumb food stuff. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I I love that. Um, I love that we kind of deviated to that because that was that was my biggest takeaway from the film is you know the connection of people through food. You mm-hmm. know, with Rob's whole, um, you know, emotional arc with the the loss of his wife and, you know, like his departure from that culture, but still maintaining what made that special to him and then uh, bringing it to the people around him. Uh, I mean, we talk about how great Nicolas Cage is in this movie, but uh, Alex Wolf does just as good work. Um, Absolutely. I mean, you know, you you see their relationship bud and you see him really learning these lessons even though Rob has a very uh, interesting way of imparting them. Um, I mean, you brought up that fancy restaurant. I can't wait to get to that part of the movie because it's the best scene in the movie. Yeah, That's what I was saying. Um, That's what I was about to start talking about. And then I was like, wait, I can't just like skip the whole rest of that movie. There's so many things. It's like, where do you even begin with this film? How do how do you completely like emasculate and destroy a human being while at the same time like by just be like he did the opposite though i know it's like remember when you had this love and you had a passion and you had like a dream and a goal in life what happened to that pub you wanted derek what happened derek what happened to the pub where's the pub derek and he's like oh jesus he (laughs) he took he took this this edifice made of sand that he had created for himself and he dashed it upon the rocks and was like look behind it is the stone fortress like it is is it's incredible like it's such a good it's such a good like uh It was so incredible. Like that scene was amazing. That is that is one of my favorite Nicolas Cage scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> like just yeah. him, like this, this, it's so intimate. And so much of this film is can I describe like it's just an incredibly like every part of this is is so the intimacy of this film is like what sells it. That there is such a tenderness to each and every scene. Um it's oh god, it's it's a feel good hit of last winter. I mean, you know, I um, 
I think back, so I saw this movie in theaters, mm. uh, like opening night, because I was just so hyped for it. And I took somebody who did not really care much for movies. And I had to essentially beg her to, to come to this movie because I didn't want to go by myself. And when we walked out of the movie, that was the first time that I've seen her genuinely enjoy a movie just because of the feeling that it brought. You know, it is such a quiet, boring film, but it it is so impactful in that way. You know, like there's Nick Cage movies just don't really come along like this very often. You know, even Mandy, yes, you've got this sort of um, story of loss and grief, but it also features Nicolas Cage snorting cocaine off of a broken glass table. Yeah, and crushing you know? some dude's head. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. And that's great, but yeah. you know, this is this is the antithesis to that movie. And yeah. um, I, I'll never forget either one of them for that very reason. Mm, yeah, it, it is, and I think that that's an important. I think that unfortunately. Uh, there is this, well, unfortunately, however you want to see it, there is this idea of who Nicolas Cage is as an actor. And I think that sure. he does, he's not upset about that. You know, I mean, you, you, you see the man talk, you see him move through the world. Like he, he knows who he is and he enjoys it. However, or I should just rather say, and this person is also an incredibly thoughtful practitioner of, of like, the, the way- of who we of of of, uh, of 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 like stagecraft of 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 balderdash tr- of what however but like he <laughs> he's is, living kabuki yeah exactly like he is like this is somebody who takes what he's doing so seriously and has never phoned in any shit that he has ever done <laughs> which if you look at this man's resume is that in and of itself is like wow <laughs> like yeah, like the the right. The passion and commitment he puts in the drop kicking Lily Sobieski in the face while in a bear costume is top notch. <laughs> like no other actor. You goof. Ever. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm being deadly serious. Like I that is one of if that is there are two parts in the Wicker Man that Nick Cage did that are good. And that drop kick is definitely one of them. A drop kick is absolutely I was in the I sat up and applauded when I watched that because I was like, that is yeah. a world-class drop kick right there. <laughs> Good, form. Good form. Now, uh, I do agree with what you're saying, though. Nick Cage does take it, but the seriousness that Nick Cage brings, I do feel like sometimes can also be a detriment. Uh, ergo, why Nick Cage does have the, you know, whether right or wrong, the reputation that he has. Tom Cruise the same way. Uh, I just personally have the same philosophy as, you know, uh, Lawrence Olivier, and Peter O'Toole and people like that who just was like, yeah, it's called acting. You just act. You aren't that person. Like, knock that shit off. Whereas well, obviously people like De Niro, method. or exactly, yeah. but people like De Niro and yeah. others would be like, nah, I'm yeah. gonna Daniel Day Lewis, I'm gonna live this. And then, you know, Peter O'Toole would slap Daniel Day Lewis in the face and be like, dude, you see how unhappy your wife is right now? She would like indoor plumbing. I don't care if Abraham Lincoln yeah. didn't have indoor that, that's, <laughs> that's that's an important thing. Like, so people, this comes up a lot, and there are, I mean, there are a lot of people who will talk about method acting as like, oh, this is, and like, yes, I think that there legitimately is something to that. However, I have never seen an example of method acting where it caused somebody to be like a nice, 
good person to be around. People only <laughs> are ever like, I'm method when they're being like an absolute unabashed piece of shit to the people around. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's not anything. <laughs> that's just Jared Leto is a huge fucking dumpster fire of a human being that deserves to be pushed into the Atlantic. And he has found something that will let him do whatever he wants and pay him so that he can harass 16 year old girls. Like, like whatever. Go, go nuts. <laughs> go off, Jared. Go off. But like, <laughs> It's no, one, no one's no one's like oh you know like like Gene Wilder was really like got into like method for for Willy Wonka so he just gave out a bunch of candy bars like no it never <laughs> happens it's never a good thing it's only ever bad. I was in my head I was like yeah you know uh last couple of, two years ago Tom Hanks was rolling character had to go full method to be Mister Rogers he had to pretend to be a good guy yeah it was real <laughs> difficult yeah it's like what like the last time he was shitty was I think that that Dungeons and Dragons like satanic panic bullshit movie that he did what was what was that y'all do y'all know what i'm talking about so uh, at the, i actually at the height saw of the clips of this like yes. two days ago never knew it existed until somebody made a joke and was like yeah it's just like tom hanks and this and it was like to the clip of it and they're like yeah that, that really happens and i was yeah. like what it's it's oh, so, at the height of the satanic panic uh tom hanks was in a a like a D movie called mazes and monsters that was it was really just like hey D is gonna make your ch- children like kill themselves or do drugs or summon demons and like that's like we we love we love thomas hanks and all the things that he does but this was not a good time for him uh, because he was very much like, yeah, like like in this, it, it is a, a not so tacit endorsement of that. I think that we all at this point uh, have seen the light. Look, um, but Tom Hanks has made two mistakes in life. The first one, Chet Hanks. Being alive. No, <laughs> Mazes and Monsters. Second one, Chet Hanks. 100%. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, like, I guess Mazes chronologically. and Monsters came first. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first mistake. <laughs> the second one was like, it's like, Tom, Tom, nobody in the history of the time is naming their child Chet has not gotten a Chet. Now, you now what you were asking for. Now when Tom Hanks comes on the podcast, he's, it's going to be weird because we talked about his fucking shithead son. Dude, Colin uh, is awesome. Well, I, I want to just Ross. like make sure that, that he just never comes on this podcast because, uh, Kellen, you wouldn't know this, but um, Thomas, I'm pretty sure I've told you before, uh, I fucking hate Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, uh, because David has <laughs> issues with quality. Well, I mean, no, 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 no. That's Speak not your true. piece. Speak your piece. I want to know about this. <laughs> I, I, I give him credit sometimes. Like, um, the one movie that comes to mind is Road to Perdition. Okay, I so fucking love Road to Perdition. It's a good movie, and he's amazing in it because he plays kind of an asshole, and that's exactly who Tom Hanks is. He's kind of an asshole. And uh, I feel like these Tom Hanks movies that people like hail as these masterpieces, uh, not so much. Castaway's dog shit. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I mean, who's still like going to town for Castaway? Have you heard yeah, somebody yeah, talk about that movie? Ride or die, Castaway yes. stands. Uh, no, yes, they, they exist. Them. Yeah, they exist. Well, <laughs> Wow. I, 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 I am on reaction tube all the time. People are hot on Mr. Hanks and his castaway bullshit. Um, I do have to say, uh, yeah, the, I mean, at the end of the day, this is a rich white man. 
so he probably yep. kind of sucks like yep that's the like i'm <laughs> no apologies to any rich white folk you probably suck in some way like there's probably an aspect of you that's dog shit like i'm not saying the whole thing yep. I'm just saying that there's probably parties kind of fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> I, I don't make the rules. All right. I'm well, sorry. Okay. Well, to, to bring it back, speaking of, what are we talking about? Hey. <laughs> kind of rich people that uh, suck. Let's talk about Darius's dad. Yeah, or yeah. Darius, uh, Omar's, I mean, your dad. No, let's talk uh, about Darius's dad. Yeah. Let's talk about him for a minute. <laughs> I saw a picture on the mantle. Dude looked cut. Yeah, it was, it was real weird. Uh, so, I hit, for the life of me, I'm trying to understand the logic in the father, okay? Mm. Oh, my son tells me about a tropical pig existing. I'm going to steal that pig. Or I'm going to pay crackheads to steal that pig. <laughs> right. Oh, man, those crackheads misused the pig. Which, by the way, did they fuck that pig? Wouldn't you say they misused the pig and it died? Does that I don't, mean they fucked that pig? I don't think that I don't remember hearing the word misused because that's a wild thing to say that they did with the pig <laughs> was misused. That is like that is the most disturbingly non-specific thing that you could say it's, somebody I'm did. trying yeah. to like yeah. I picked up, yeah, I picked up your cousin from the airport, but I misused them and now they're in the hospital. And like, now they're you can't say that. <laughs> Like you can't you can't say things like that. Like, that is definitely it, not what he they, said. You, when you read the in the directions for use of an animal, yeah. misuse was yeah. applied. I think no. that they said he said that they were too rough with the pig. Yes. That they they mishandled. That might have been the word. But yeah. misuse misuse mishandled. They're, whatever they're no no not whatever they're wildly different <laughs> in tone, they're wildly different okay let me ask you Kellum, if you if you use a hammer are you not also handling a hammer okay so if you if i tell you that i went to a party and i misused a hammer and or i mishandled a hammer you probably have different ideas of what I did at that party, don't you? I, no, I think that if no, you went to a party a and you said, hey, I misused the hammer. You think I killed I someone? Think, no, no. Hammers <laughs> are used to kill people. That's like a thing that they're used for. I would think like, did you try to take a shot with a hammer? Like what? How drunk did you get? That's you like, mishandled. Yeah, that's like, mishandled. That's, that's mishandling. <laughs> All right. Words mean things. <laughs> mishandling to me means dropped. Yeah, I dropped it. Yeah. Oopsie, I threw your pig down these stairs. Oopsie. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, in my head, I was, I was like, okay, do they fuck this pig? Do they try to get this pig no, high? Do they shoot crack in this pig? I fuck you, this pig. Kill him. I'm just trying to think of how you killed this pig in a 90 minute drive. Like that's what I want to know. Like, how <laughs> you, like how does the pig die? Look, <laughs> these uh, Mount Hill people do lots of hill people things. Did they I just know. like make bacon? They, live they like they couldn't wait long enough. They were like, "Oh man, that pig." No, off. they just probably like, weren't fucking. They they just like were. They not, didn't put it in, they were in rough. a seatbelt. They, they just, just like they just they, they were they, Tokyo drifting. They, and they, they <laughs> mishandled the pig. <laughs> they just like like animals. Like if you bend animals wrong, they die a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, oh, yeah, they're not all snakes. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I would like to say though that what bugs me. Post, like, watching the movie. This doesn't bug me when I was watching it, but I was like, beforehand, when he's like, I'll give you 25 G's to 
fuck right off and leave me alone and never bring it up again. I'm like, I'm, I don't, I don't know the market for like award-winning truffle pigs out here. It's honestly like something tells that. me it would have to be more than 25 G's, right? Yeah, like, wouldn't it's you, honestly like, more. It's to not come about that. No, yeah. I agree, but right. I was just saying in my head, like market price. That's a real not like market value. Yeah, offer. like it, it, like David is you're 100 right. It is not about that. However, uh, Darius Darmpus Dweempus, I cannot remember this individual's name. <laughs> that. Uh, dad. yeah, dad. Uh, dad <laughs> is uh, uh, thinks that this is going to work though, and works in the industry. So the idea that he'd be like, ah, oh, twenty five grand. No, that's not going to work. If this pig has the ability to bring in truffles nonstop, that is a bad deal. <laughs> like that's, that's that, <laughs> that is not, not to mention the emotional connection. Yeah, you know. But but the thing that and this says more about me than the film is that after he like left, I just kept thinking about. I motherfucker said twenty million at one point. What? Like he did say twenty million. I'd be like, oh, hold on, dial that, dial that back real quick. Yes to the twenty million. You already said it. Give it to me right now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> now no. it takes his back. Please. Fuck that this, pig. This is this is where I, for me, I fully understand and was fine with the film, and no judgment or critiques about what they did. But I like to critique people's choices as if they were real human beings. If I make go through the effort of repairing Amir and his family, his dad's relationship with a meal that I'm going to have co- Amir and me cook together oh, he didn't after do breaking that. and entering. No, c- continue. What, I'm sorry. My question is, <laughs> after the pig is dead, and you know the pig is dead, yeah, and you still choose not to murder this person and also still choose to work with Amir, where, give me my money. Like, even if it was a poor offer, like you murdered, you yeah. had crackheads murder my pig for no reason. I've never met no. you in my life. Like, I don't know you. Yeah, 25 I, like, grand so- is 25 grand. I mean, I've got a, I've got a loose generation one uh, char- holographic Charizard floating around my mom's attic that I can't find. And let me tell you, $25,000 is still $25,000. Also, like- I'd like to oh, point yeah. out that uh, obviously what David said earlier is 100% accurate. It is not about the money or any sense about really yeah. even the truffles when he tells Amir, I don't need the pig to do yeah. my job. Like, yeah. I can still do it. Yeah. It's clearly just, I have one connection in this world, okay? And fucking Theon Greyjoy over here is stealing my pig and killing it. I'm just like, why? I understand this is not that kind of film. And I was, you know, like 80% every time I was watching this, waiting for like true violence to erupt. And it did not happen. Yeah, I I but. thought that like, when he's in the when he's in that RV with the those uh, druggies like like after they take like I was like so he's going to like snap and beat them to death with a pipe like that's what's gonna Just, happen here <laughs> like something's gonna I happen presumed yeah I was like yeah. Some, he's gonna kill them he's gonna do something like I was like or he's gonna like start cooking them yes you know, do well, something also, like weird also like. like Every chef, and like, uh, this is something like I understand and I do not like. Every chef that I have ever hired or worked with that is good at all has been a humongous pain in the ass to work with because they are the biggest hotheads on earth. Like <laughs> nothing will make these people explode. Like, like, it, like absolutely incendiary. And the fact that this man's just like, where's my pig? All right, let's go get the pig. I'm like, yeah. Hey, what what <laughs> sorry 
these people and also he doesn't like go back there afterwards and was like exactly you right. guys did do this like i found oh, out that you were the ones yeah. you killed my pig and i'm here to take all your teeth out and then i'm gonna put them, <laughs> i'm gonna put them in different parts of you what what <laughs> yeah, like, this movie i would say yeah like i agree with past things said it is beautiful and that it doesn't go to violence like it's just nick cage acting yeah you know and uh i don't know because i'm not watch a lot of the wolves and a lot of stuff is this the one from hereditary yes uh okay because they're twins or, or brothers or something so I, sometimes i mix up uh nat and alex but subtle acting too i did like well like uh, let me rephrase i enjoyed the writing and the way he played things you know when talking about his mom for example and then you come to find out later oh she's not dead like he just doesn't mean what he said was incorrect you know but it did it had more weight it, it really to me like brought home more of what he was saying when you found that out later because he's like in the coma and stuff yeah yeah but so that's what i wanted to i feel like we've been talking about nick cage a lot and i was like hey let's hey alex wolf you you were yeah. good too <laughs> so yeah alex well, i mean the the relationship between these two characters uh was a huge piece of this film for me that there is like obviously it starts off that they're like like have kind of an antagonistic relationship but that the uh interesting kind of closeness that they develop not like a kind of like i would not characterize it as like paternal what's happening there but there are it is in a student yeah that there there is it, it's a an adjacent cul-de-sac to that um that there is that that kind of like Nicholas Cage feels somewhat protective of not protective, but like 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 hey, this shit that's happening to you is fucked up. Like, no, like that you should you should be supported, like things like that. Like um it's I mean it's it's fascinating like seeing uh, this character's growth through the film. And I don't think that I would not characterize what happened when um when uh rob makes that that meal for the two of them i would not characterize that as like fixing anything that happened in there i don't think nothing that that family dynamic is not being fixed by anything but well, like mm-hmm. that's a very fair point i didn't mean fix like in the long term i meant like at least you have it's another step it's like a a, a level an evolution like it's because obviously it's not going to change things happen with the mom like that family's real fucked up, you know. But in yeah. that moment, at least, it's I mean, like you can have an understanding. It wasn't you know? a step away from that. I'll give you that much. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think that I think that that's definitely like Amir is the character who experiences the most growth in this film. I think that that is. Uh, I, I don't think that that's a stretch to say. And I think that he is almost an audience surrogate. Not quite, but that there is something there, um, and uh, yeah, I, I I think that his uh, his performance in this was fantastic. I mean, everyone everyone did such amazing. There were no weak roles in this film. Um, yeah, I I literally can't say a single bad thing about it. Like, uh, oh, let me bring up another th- fun fact I learned. So apparently, you could have seen a very bad version of this movie hmm. because the test screening i guess was like two and a half hours an extra hour that they 
somewhere was in this film. Two and a half hours long. Uh, audiences, atrocious. Hated it and decided somehow to, I don't know if the studio or if it was just the director that personally chose this, but the studio essentially said, yeah, that's not happening. You need to make this work. So they took an hour out of it. It's you know ninety-two minutes, which is a great time for this. What was you it? Know? That, you know, so that's the point. That's the question I have for you. Two 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 things I have to say. One, uh, with regards to the runtime, the fact that this is an hour and a half long and doesn't feel sh- like it. It feels like like you could tell me like I could finish this and you could have told me it was two hours, two fifteen, and I would have believed you. Like it, it not not that it felt long. That's not what I'm saying. Is that it, it felt complete? Feels, Yes, it feels so complete, and there is like not a single thing that I'm like I needed more of this. I needed more of that. It is like I was like like oh that's right. We used to make ninety minute films, and everyone agreed that that was long enough. Like yeah. everyone yeah. as a society, we were like ninety minutes. That's as much time as I want to sit in this dark room with all you people. Like yeah. that's like, <laughs> in and out. It's like epics. They yeah. would be like two and a half hours. Yeah, and then you know I mean? then Peter Jackson was like, well, hey. Hang on here a second. I'm gonna do something over here. It's gonna take three years, um, but yeah. It, it is. <laughs> so what? My theory, just to get it out of the way first, because I was thinking about this the second I found that out. In this hour that you have, obviously you're gonna have more time with the pig. Mm. You're gonna have more time investigating, doing all this nonsense. But my main thought is, do you think they just cut like other restaurants? Do you think Nick Cage just goes to visit like? everybody from back at his old restaurant and that that's what they just cut out they was like oh let's keep the Derek thing because that slaps and then all the other people he goes to like hey man you used to be my dishwasher you said you wanted to open up your own restaurant and what are you doing fucking washing dishes like what I, you know i don't know if he just like goes around finds everybody and just like ruins their life and then just to get more information like or maybe they cut out all the violence who knows <laughs> I just have no concept. That's that's my theory. Is all the revenge killing shit is in that one hour, and everyone was like, "Oh, you ruined my my good feeling with your murder." Like, or um, he does. He is the better person by not having him commit violence upon anybody who wronged him. He's just like a victim throughout. He just gets his ass beat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like that's the thing that makes the most sense. I'm having trouble picturing a solid hour of that. Um. But <laughs> the the only other thing would be like that makes more. It's not that that makes more sense, but the idea of just another hour of him just kind of like going from restaurant tour to restaurant tour, like being like, <laughs> "Have you seen my pig? Hey, I'm I'm looking for my pig." Like that is the most boring shit I've ever heard. In my like it might be like cool, and you'd probably get like it was probably like just like that scene with that guy where he's like. Do you remember that one time that you brought your daughter in and she picked up an orange and she said, Papa, like that. It, it was probably just like a lot of scenes like that, but which would have been cool, I suppose. But like, like ultimately, no, um, I, I, it's probably, I, I assume the one scene. Yeah. Yeah. I assume there much was more one impactful. scene where he was trying to tell Amir about why the pig is his reincarnated wife. And that that's oh. why it's so difficult for oh, you no. know and like you know it's got like no. I'm just like there's very full cage had to be in there. Yeah. Uh, do you want to write this first or do you want to then talk ten. about more it's than a ten. cage? This movie's or... a ten. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> like I I can't not, not because like not solely because I love this, but because I can't point at anything wrong with this film. There is not a single thing that I can point at and say this could have been 
blank. This could have been blank. I also love it. But there's like, even if I like didn't, there's nothing I could point at this wrong with this. You came out full on Billy Bob. Dan! It's Dan. a fucking it's Dan! Dan! <laughs> it's Dan. It's Dan. It's Dan. Martin Angolo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. David? Um, so I'm actually trying to remember what I ultimately did give this film. Um, I think, so I run on a five-point scale uh, when I do my reviews, and I'm pretty sure it was either a four and a half or a 4.75 out of five. Yeah, and you know what? The only criticism I had was it's like, it is a slow movie, so it is hard to recommend to anybody. Mm. But at the same time, it might have been slow, but um, this movie to me, it, it put me in a dreamlike state. Yes, like, you know, it was, it was exactly, it was yeah. very real, but very surreal at the same time. And I mean, you know, you brought this up earlier, like the that world, they took a lot of care to make sure the accuracy was there. But, mm-hmm. you know, being a an innocent bystander in, in that world, like, you know, this this whole thing to me was just kind of mind blowing um, in that way. And, you know, being put into that state while watching this movie to the point where when it's over, you know, it's uh, I call it the black swan effect because that was the first movie that did it to me where you know, you're kind of glued to your seat when it's over because it's like, I can't believe I just watched that. Yes, yes. Um, I, I will say, so uh, purely for the sake of, I don't like to give things perfect scores in general. I w- am going to give this like a 9.75 because I don't know that a perfect <laughs> film does exist. Um, but this is- It does. It's in theaters right now. Oh, okay. It's well, true. so, so I, 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 can't, I can't comment that. We are per- referring to everything everywhere all at once. And I have not seen that yet. So we're not talking about it yet. Um, also, uh, the, um, the Lord uh, of the Rings trilogy, damn near perfect. So, right. I think I gave uh, that a nine. I'm fairly certain that I gave that a nine. Um, and I also, uh, the unbearable weight of mass of talent currently has a perfect uh, critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's wonderful. That's I can't wait. I, like, which is <laughs> wild for a comedy. Like that almost never happens. Um, but secretly, it's not a comedy. <laughs> and Thomas, you joke, but if that happened and I went there and it wasn't a comedy, it would be the best thing that had ever happened to me. Like if this was like incredibly <laughs> like heartfelt, authentic, like like oh my god, I would be like gushing about this film for like, fifteen. What years. if they just play the? <laughs> what if they just play the comedy fully straight? Since he is Nick Cage, you got to think people would just be making jokes or be like, "Holy shit, it's Nick fucking Cage!" But that's not funny. That's no. just how people would react to you, Nick Cage. You know that he originally he wanted them to cast somebody else to play Nicolas Cage. Like that was he, he was like no he's like you should have someone else play it and they were like we can't they were like we dude, we have I to have literally, you. I literally would have been like okay the only acceptable alternative is John Travolta he no, can play Nicholas Cage <laughs> no, like fuck John Travolta I would have picked uh, Abed from Community that Nick Cage rant is uh, yeah. legendary you see the, that's the thing is like you can't like you can't do like like fucking like Bob Dylan and like have like ninety. 90- Actually, that Dewey would be Cox. something. Can you imagine that if if they had like like fifteen people play different versions of Nicolas Cage through the years, like that would be amazing. I want to see the Tilda Swinton version of Nicolas Cage, <laughs> right? Um, but uh, like I, um, 
I think that you would have to skew like the other direction because you cannot like I don't think that is a this is a singular entity. You cannot skew close to Nicolas Cage. Otherwise, you are just going to make it glaringly obvious that fucking nobody can do this. Like that yeah. is an impossible it, that, thing. That movie is called Face Off. John yeah. Travolta tried. You know that was um yeah. So the film blog I read they they posted today the the top twenty Nicolas Cage movies. This was number one, by the way. Oh yeah, um, and uh, they they had put Face Off pretty high on the list, and they brought that up is that you know like as much as John Travolta tries to match that energy, and he's crazy as fuck too. Yeah, he still cannot hit that high. Nobody can. Can't do I mean, it. Well, you that's because you gotta understand that John Travolta's craziness is religious based, and Nick yeah. Cage's craziness craziness is personality based. Hard to mimic that, yeah. You know, also, face off absolutely deserves to be up there because we're going to get into it. Let me really quick rate this for me personally. I would say I'm gonna give it somewhere between I'll I'll be nicer, I'll give it a seven instead of six and a half, seven because it is fucking good. It slaps, but it's a little slow, not my cup of tea for me personally. I like to commit violence, I like I'm not like in real life, you know, video games, (laughs) but in a fake reality, in a fictional reality. You take my pig, I'm going to murder 17 people to get my pig back. And it was just like, dude, there are so many reasons for you to go full cage and just start murdering and it didn't happen. Maybe I would prefer that where the extra hour of violence was put back in. And I've been like, this movie is fucking great, guys. I don't know. But uh, I also think that like, in a little, if I give it like, if I watch it again in like six months, I probably will like it more. It's probably one of those movies you got to sit with for a while and like think about. Let it steep. Yeah. yeah. But uh, speaking of letting things steep, so Kellum and I often off camera just discuss Nick Cage because it's like his favorite topic. So I thought we could just, you know, kind of just talk about some oeuvre of Nicolas Cage and some of the films that you enjoy of his uh, in honor of the fact that he has another one coming out. You know, Kellum, uh, you can tell David, about your, tell David about your Nick Cage thon. Oh, like, I've, we practice. we spoke about we spoke about Cage Match. Didn't we speak about okay. Cage Match last time you were yes. on? Yeah, yeah, yes, we did. 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 Uh, yeah, my my coworker that uh, a chef that I um uh that I I used to work with uh he he recently just came back to work and so <laughs> I'm like yeah we gotta get Cage Match going um yeah no it's fucking amazing I mean uh I don't really know what else to really say about the man that I haven't said uh I think that he is a, a fantastic actor I think that he is there is okay. a thoughtfulness to what and I I really like it it's it sounds vague but there is no matter what he's doing whether he's doing like the the typical Nicolas Cage like off the wall thing or he's doing something like incredibly like somber the thoughtfulness that he brings to every single role really shines through and there is not a single there are no flippant Nicolas Cage roles there are there there is nothing Hancock dangerous no (laughs) i disagree like like there's i do not think that there is a single time that this man has been on film that he was not like i am embodying my art like it's i it's not happened and like i have so much respect for that and i really can't think like yes there are definitely other like contemporaries that, that bring that to the stage as well but like the way that he has done it like i do not think that we will really see like I I don't think that we we haven't really seen like yes he talks about like that he is you know 
really just trying to embody like like the old masters of the art and, and that he's not doing anything new is what he says. I don't think that we have nor will see another like Nicolas Cage type actor. Like I, I think that, that we happen to be alive during this this singular time in history where this <laughs> this demigod of the acting plane happens to walk among us. Like <laughs> also the fucking style the absolute drip to every this man's every single outfit is outstanding like did you see his gq shoot recently it was insane <laughs> it was uh, it was it was like me while i look that up yeah it was like he was like a a a, a telepathic secret agent from the future like it's insane like the, the, <laughs> everything everything this man does every jacket this man owns like every every pair of oh. sunglasses like the, that it, snake yeah I that's like, snake. thank you <laughs> i was like <laughs> i look at it, there's, there's got to be at least i mean kellen would help me out with some of these but there's got to be at least like four versions of cage yes and i'd like to say I, my two favorite versions of cage where this one doesn't quite fall into either version wholly in my opinion is i like either pure like wholesome like nick cage like family man national treasure gone in 60 seconds nick cage or i want weatherman yeah weatherman oh, yeah. or i want full like i am crazy i did six bumps before i came on set like wicker Nasty. man face off haven't seen Mandy yet but wicker man face off <sighs> nick cage i know I've, i i keep telling it i, I, keep but telling I don't him. you Listen, have you know, what, you know what would help me watch mandy if the director of Beyond the Black Rainbow didn't touch that fucking movie, okay, okay, so, that is what would help me. So his we're, dad we're, directed Tombstone. Give him a break. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he helped. And I hate Tombstone because <laughs> yeah, of that. You yeah. not know? You didn't listen because Kellum yeah. told me about this, and I hate Tombstone. Yeah, t- and everybody that Tombstone, bought that movie on DVD is the bane of my existence. He he worked on the uh, uh, Stanos Cosmatos worked on Tombstone with his father, and the he got residuals on it, and that is what he used to make uh beyond the black rainbow so tombstone directly like 100 percent. if you bought a tombstone dvd you helped finance beyond the black rainbow um but so we we actually thomas we have to get that same friend i was talking about we i was telling him we have to get him on the pod and he has not watched mandy yet he loves beyond the black rainbow um yeah. we have to get him on <laughs> to do mandy because neither of y'all fuckers have seen it and you have to see it like you have to fucking see this film Either way, um, but it must be seen versions, to be believed. Yes. I would like to say the other versions of Nick Cage that I don't personally enjoy is I'm taking myself far too seriously, Nick Cage, which I would take as Bangkok Dangerous, or um, what's the one knowing where he's like gets oh. his tie up, gets like that leather from the future. Don't like that yeah. one either. Uh, or in my opinion, I would say the like supernatural Nick Cage, the vampire's kiss, like oh, I'm otherworldly Nick Cage, not my jam. But you know, I think two out of the four personalities is not bad. If you know, if we're watching Split and I like Patricia and I like the Beast, you know, that's that's not bad. You could, you know, <laughs> in our older age, two out of four ain't bad. Yeah, that didn't go badly for anyone in Split. Um, yeah, I mean, there are many. I mean, yes, there are many many faces of Nick Cage. Like I am a huge fan of his recent horror stint um all of the films that he made uh between like uh 2016 and 2020 i i think are really 
like special like like uh, performances. Um, I think they're fantastic. Uh, like which ones? Um, I am a fan of. Uh, What's the uh, I can I always want to say Five Nights at Freddy's, but that's not fucking it. Willie's Wonderland. Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Prisoners of the Ghostland. Um, uh, Color out of uh, that's a Color out of Space. Color out of yeah. Space. Yes. Uh, I, I haven't almost, seen that one yet. Okay, it's it is not like the best film ever, um, and I would say that uh, it's good. Like I enjoyed watching it. Um, the director okay. is kind of a scumbag, um, but in yes. uh, Nicolas Cage's performance is just wild. At one point, like <laughs> he he like starts doing his accent from Vampire's Kiss as just like something that he's doing. Like it's not like that's the <laughs> accent this character has. It's just like that's something that starts happening. Um, <laughs> it's it, it, it's just it's it's truly special um and uh mom I, I, and dad yes has, okay yeah. yeah all right i that one was in this time period too okay yeah. so david speak on your your cage views uh i love nick cage but yeah. for a completely different reason nick cage is a living meme and yeah. um, one true god yeah yeah exactly (laughs) like you know and that's um that's why i love when movies like this come out uh this one and joe are the ones that come to mind immediately Mm. um because they are such interesting character studies and i feel like people forget that nick cage has that ability but for every one of those there's also a massive weight or, or unbearable weight of massive talent uh to to counterbalance that um i'm very much like uh i brought him up earlier abed in community Mm. um there is no answer to nick cage good or bad right um it is just nick cage nick cage is his own being um did anyone watch the history of swear words on netflix no okay so yes yes i did yes i did i i was trying to remember like beaks my experience of watching it but i did watch it yes it's not a very good show by any means yeah but he is so embracing of the fact that he is only hosting this show for the sake of who he is in the in the greater realm of things and um yeah i mean you know i'll, I'll gush on the guy anytime that he puts a movie out i'm at least curious but my love for Nick Cage started with Mandy and worked backwards. Yeah. Um, that that's movie all, was so impacting. I feel like maybe you're like one of the, I mean, I mean younger people, I would think that would be their experience, obviously. But as if people our age, I think that you might be one of the few because I would assume everybody had watched a bunch of Nick Cage prior to Mandy, for example. Oh, I've seen, I've seen a lot of Nick but, Cage movies. But that's the um, thing that like captivated you. Yeah, well, that and um, I guess that's more of like a, a tail end thing of curiosity because um, I watched Adaptation a few years ago. Hmm, okay. um, and I had not seen the movie before, but I, I had a Spike Jones kick. And so I, I really felt like I needed to watch that movie. And um, his performance in that is beyond anything I think I've ever seen. Uh, anybody in his class do 
um, the the duality of the performance. And uh, having seen a great deal of Charlie Kaufman interviews too, because I'm obsessed with him, um, he just, he nails it without being like offensive. And uh, so I think between that and Mandy, that's kind of where everything sort of solidified. And then I started watching other stuff like Leaving Las Vegas. Um, I've not seen all of Face Off yet. Um, oh, it, it is on my list. You. I, it's a good flip. Sure. It's a good flip. It's, it's, to me, I don't know how to, you're, I like how Kellen facing Arizona also amazing. Oh yeah. Um, yes, Leaving Las I Vegas, have seen that one. Yeah. Um, you know, put the bunny back in the bag. I love Conair. <laughs> I would yeah, like yep. to say though, uh, probably my least favorite, not bad, just the least favorite movie that he's in is Matchstick Men. Cause like something about him and Sam oh. Rockwell together is like too much for my brain. No. And I can't deal with it. That like, movie rocks. I, I don't think I've seen Magic Man though. No. In my head, it's so good. It, whenever people talk about Nick Cage and how he's a meme or any of these things, most people think about lots of things. But the only thing I ever think about is him in the fucking pharmacy screaming at that white lady. You ever been beaten in the street until you piss blood? And I was like, <laughs> dude, you could just tell her I really need my medication. Let me cut you. But no, it's like you've been dragged in the street and beaten till you piss blood. Give me get my OCD medication right now. Like, but uh that was like uh, Nick. This is too much. This is far too much. What is too much? Far. Like, you know, I watched all of Bangkok Dangerous. Is that a good movie? In no way. But like Magic Men, that was a difficult one. Cause you know, because Sam Rockwell, I feel like has similar crazy energy in certain things. He's not full cage, like nobody is. No. But to have them both balancing off each other. And is it Allison, Michelle Williams? I can't remember which, who it is. Uh, plays uh, Allison Lohman. Al- Allison Lohman, okay. Uh, yep. I was just like, man, I, I was, maybe it's it was just too much for me. But that, that's probably the film I've enjoyed least. From well, yeah, it's, it's directed by uh, the world's craziest director. Well, actually, no, David Cronenberg exists. Yeah. Um, I'll say it, David O. Russell directed this film. No, new, <laughs> yeah. Then I definitely would not like it. Um, yeah. You know, since David Russell, I mean, in my maybe, opinion, is probably the most crazy and out of their mind director, at least in the bad way. Like David Lynch yeah. is crazy, like in the endearing way. Yeah, you know, you, mm-hmm. you kind of yeah. like that. Haven't heard anybody complain about David Lynch. Haven't heard anybody complain about Guillermo the, del Toro. The only complaints yeah. about David Lynch is that he's non-specific about his projects. <laughs> That's the only thing <laughs> right. is like he'll be like, "I'm working on someone." Someone's like, "Tell me what your fucking project is. Tell me what you're fucking making. Give me a name." <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the only complaint people have about this person uh, and he's that's like, what's mm. happening right now yeah i know the, the, the secret movie that, <laughs> yeah. that he sweres doesn't exist it's yeah like, no but that movie's does. gonna come out yeah and it's speaking gonna be of, number one yeah speaking of things that are gonna come out eventually so i don't know if you've heard of this so you ever had like a director that you loved and admired so much and then just the work that they started doing you decided that you no longer like them at all because you can't put this up with their bullshit anymore. No, oh, this person's shit, name yeah. is uh, Richard Linklater. So, oh, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love back in the day, I loved Richard Linklater, but that phenomenal movie after phenomenal movie after phenomenal movie. Then so he are did you this talking thing. about Apollo 10 and a half? Yes, I am. Then he put out okay. this, uh, this film that is atrocious and a waste of time called Boyhood. Don't ever watch that movie. Uh, yep. 
because he was like, oh man, you know what would be really cool? Just to like film people for like two weeks every year for 13 years. Okay, uh, the concept works. Kind of like, you know, shooting a movie on an iPhone. But now, Paul at 10 and a half, he's like, you know what I'm going to do, guys? I'm going to film a movie over 20 years and then release it. Look, I don't, first off, first look later, that's very optimistic. You know, you're not the youngest of men. But secondly, the fact that you seem to think that any of us care or are going to want to watch this movie is beyond me. I mean, it's entertaining. I can, I can, like, I can appreciate a gimmick though. Like, uh, what was it? Uh, 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 John Malkovich did that. Like, I cannot remember the name of it. I, I was like just reading something about it, but he did this film in 2015 that won't be released until 2115 like it, it i cannot remember yeah. like it, yeah it, it is like specifically <laughs> like it's supposed to be like oh this movie was made 100 years ago and like nobody will see it until then i'm like th- one that is the most wildly optimistic shit i've anyone is like the most optimistic called shot like not only will people still be around but there will be things like movie theaters and electricity <laughs> Let's do it. Like, <laughs> I, also, I also would like to say that it would be one thing to do that. You know, for example, Prince recorded tons of music and albums and music videos and all this stuff long before he died. Just so when yep. he did die that like, you know, hey, five years after my death, you can put this album out. Hey, 10 years after my, do this. So you're always going to get new Prince stuff. Yep. The difference was Prince filmed and complete or you know completed and did all that stuff in the time if we're sure later wanted to film a movie and then release it 20 years later that's acceptable the fact that he wants to film for 20 years what if his main actor dies in the car crash four years from now your whole project's fucked oh no we're gonna just have to rewrite it and say like yeah. oh well he died in the movie oh yeah cool convenient no like this is the dumbest idea in the history of time like i just well actually since- that that no you that actually makes the film good like you've you've created an interesting piece of film. What what they the thing that you just talked about, like that's actually interesting. If you were like, yeah, this person who made this film, like take Richard Linklater's name off the thing. And it's like, oh, this person made this film, like they were gonna do it out of his time, but like then this person like died halfway through. And so like they've got to like do like I'm a I want to watch this movie now. Look, I'm I'm saying very controversial. I want Richard Linklater to retire from film before he gets to 20 years. Yes. I don't want, I was going to say something way more controversial and I auto-corrected myself. Yeah, I felt it. I felt, I, I was uh, like, Thomas is about to say some whack shit right now. <laughs> I was like, oh. You know, no. I want whoever is funding this film, if it's Richard no, it's, Linklater himself, stop, I want him to that. have his investments turn around so he can't fund this film anymore. Okay. I want you know, I want this to not ever see the light of day. I want whatever form. I want everything to turn VR, and he can't transfer this to that format, and then it's just it's lost forever. I want It'll everybody come to go out back. on Fortnite. It'll come out in Fortnite. I want everybody. To tra- I want it to go back to nitrate film, and nobody will ever watch anything that's not on nitrate anymore. They want to like have fires in the theater again. Like that's I anything, but this I, it just it bugs me. It bugs me to death. Um. So, with that being said. Uh, unbearable weight of massive talents coming out so yes you got that is. to look forward to yes it is i also am very much looking forward to it fun fact question yep. david have you seen the movie flubber it has been at least 20 years since yeah. i've seen okay let it, let I, it I go. had last let seen it, it in theaters it yeah let it go you don't uh, need to see it. <laughs> I was oh so, I used to, so 
Yeah, I, I would never watch that again. So I'll, I'll give the same spiel. I, I feel like we're, we're doing we're doing the hot takes since, uh, since I'm here as an introductory guest. Uh, Robin Williams comedy and family movies are not good. And uh, Flubber is the ultimate embodiment of that opinion for me. Uh, I mean, you know, give me one hour photo, give me insomnia, you know, but all that other take shit. Two killer Robin Williams. It's not, he, you just want a murderer. You just want Robin Williams to be a murderer. Right, because that's the only, that's the only thing that he did outside of that. I will agree with part of what you're saying. Um, I, it's not that I like the films that Robin Williams is in. I like that Robin Williams is in films. And like, yes. I like it because it's Robin Williams. Like, I like Mrs. Okay. Doubtfire because I'm like, oh, like Robin Williams is going to like do, let's, like he's just going to be- very endearing. He's going to let's be not, there and I'm going to feel good about gonna, seeing him. We're not going to down talk Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Like that is the one it's Robin not a bad Williams movie. family film I, that oh, we're I, not going to down talk. No, I, yeah, oh, I, that, the one. reason, the reason I brought that up is because it's fucking amazing. Like that's, the, like I, I, I chose that one because I knew it was bulletproof. Like Now, I yeah. would say- because, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. That is good. I never really thought about it that way. But after watching Flubber last week, that movie's atrocious. And I okay. used to close out okay. by telling everybody that Beyond the Black Rainbow is the worst movie ever. And I used to be like, you know, hey, don't you know, always remember this was better than Beyond the Black Rainbow. But then Flubber came out, and there's absolutely no way I could say those words. So uh, I was going to suggest that you should not rewatch it. I was, I'm the now, anytime we have a guest on, I'm going to you were sure going they to. do I know not you, watch Flubber. I know you were about to get off this call and go watch Flubber, the, the movie that came out like 25 years ago. However, <laughs> yeah. don't. Don't do that. Just Because it's on uh, Disney Plus. Don't don't bother. You know, if you have nephews, I, nieces, I, don't I paid bother. money to see this. I didn't okay, have your, Disney Plus. Your mother, I your mother rent, I rented, I rented this film. <laughs> like I rented but it from YouTube. I have younger sisters and they were way more jazzed about this film. I never enjoyed this film. I remember being a child. I enjoyed it as a child. Stupid. I enjoyed like, it as a child. Genuinely did not find it good. And this is coming from a kid who thought Space Jam was a good movie. And I'm telling you, I thought Flood was trash. Space, you know, wait, so Space Jam is a good film. No, it is it is not. You know what's you know what's a good film? Famous Jet Jackson. You know what's another good film? Johnny Tsunami. You know what's another good film? Break. You know what's not a good movie? Space Jam. You know? Just let you know. But uh, David, tell everybody where they can find you, what you got going on you know all that stuff yeah um most active on uh twitter uh at demarcus reviews uh you can also find me on instagram under the new mr j and um yeah keep a lookout i'll be having uh reviews up for the northmen and uh the unbearable weight of massive talent come next weekend and um maybe if i'm feeling randy You'll get a shit grits of Shittledor review. So, you know, be on the lookout. All right. Awesome. All right. Also, I would like to point out that I was down for the Northman literally until I saw who the director was and immediately no. went, never mind. Immediately no. went, never mind. Never mind. No. The Northman no. is going to be great. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, what what be... other films has Nicol- Nikolai Eggers directed? Robert I... Eggers. Robert, excuse me. The Lighthouse. And exactly. 
Wait, the the that's not the, you're you're proving a point that you don't think you're film. proving. No, uh, <laughs> you guys don't understand because we talk about this all the time. There are things that I have no enjoyment in at all, and the witch was a waste of time. You want to talk about the Green Knight being a waste of time? The witch is a waste of time. Hey guys, what guys? <laughs> it's that it's that goat right there. It's that goat. Hey mom, don't. Stop trying to kill me, it. mom. Uh. Mom, stop trying to kill me. Hey, yeah, mom. No, this is crazy. Psycho witch lady okay. jacked this baby. I was, I was playing peekaboo, and this witch like stole the baby. Hey, dad, why are you doing this to me? Hey, you know what's going on? What's going on? Oh my god, no, I, that movie. Sucks. Fine, and fine. Then, David, David and I will talk about like, the Northman. David, David, then, and I will do it. Like, <laughs> hey, hey we're, we're, when we're done, you think the movie's over? It's like, no, I'm going to go join the witch's coven, and then I'm going to float through the air like a fucking demigod, like a, like I'm Nick Cage. The fuck out of here. Movie's worthless. Hate that movie. Also, oh, it does not gosh. help that they're talking in old English the whole time. And I want to scream every single one of them. In That's the not old English. Like, old English is like a language. That's not old English. Whatever. They're talking like, <laughs> you know, illiterate people. And it's bugging yeah. the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I saw that, I was immediately like, never mind. That means this is not going to be my thing. Not that it's going to be bad. It's just not my thing. You know? Yeah. It's it, like, it's going to fucking slap. You know, people see Twilight and they go, oh, that's not for me. But like 13-year-old girls are like, that is for me. I'm going to go see that. That's how, you know, you, I, I'm comparing you to 13-year-old my, girls. My brain were... didn't work for a second. And I was like, why, why, why would 13-year-old girls like the Twilight Zone? I don't understand. Like, I just like, like, <laughs> I, I, I did like part of my brain just like just clipped out. Like, like <laughs> it was so lost. It was like, in your head, you were like, it has something good. So is Twilight that, Zone, it, you just is the Twilight, abbreviated. Is Rod Serling hot with like tweens? Like, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. The man cuts like, like quite an imposing figure, but like, <laughs> I just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so as always, you can find Kellum and myself on Twitter at uh, Stimpy is King for me, this Thomas. And Kellum can be found at cool underscore Gollum. Uh, I don't remember all of the, the other things, so I'll let Kellum talk about that. But if you would like to come on over to Stimson Ain't Easy and listen to that, uh, guess what? We're done with baseball. So we're going to start going into other stuff. So you can just, you know, scoot on over, less sports, more movies coming right at you oh we also talked about top five little debbie snacks which was a controversial topic to say the least mm, interesting yeah it's um yeah i was thinking about that i saw that episode come out and i was like what would it be star crunch popped into my head and i was like that's wrong it's like why do you yeah. think about star crunch uh, it's called but, but then i couldn't think of a single other little debbie snack for like so, four hours <laughs> i will tell you this oh, happened all three of us nutty bars different. All three of us oh, had yeah. different ones. We had different twos. Yeah. And all of our ones were like either not on the other person's list or were like number 10. It, yeah. was, it was, we were wildly Zebra different. Cakes. Uh, um, I will say for me, you know, yeah, just get my number one out there is definitely honey buns. You know, gotta eat those honey buns. Actually, oatmeal, oatmeal cream pies are number one for me. Number See? two is Have probably. Have you had the peanut butter cream pie? I didn't even know that was a thing. No, I'm They're diabetic. So I can't do this. <laughs> do you know what? Look, the better, the best version of those is the fudge rounds. You gotta get the chocolate version. Uh, the yeah, oatmeal cream pie right. is diabetes, uh, like just spread on the cookie. 
Yeah. And yes. uh, I, I not know about the peanut butter I, one. I so do I like the 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 idea. Like, I don't know if this was something that happened with you, but the fact that the word oatmeal was present in oatmeal cream pie was like, oh, these are healthy, right? Like, yeah. this is like a healthy. I'm making I'm making better choices for my body. Uh, thank Dude, you very let much. Me tell I'm you. gonna eat 12 of these. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you, I remember being a kid and being like, yeah, it's oatmeal cream pie. I can have one at breakfast, one after lunch, yeah. and one after dinner. Part of <laughs> like, that makes sense. They're like vitamins. Like you just <laughs> you just slam them. <laughs> oh fuck okay all right well uh you can if you would please follow the podcast over on twitter at observecast uh, you can also follow us on instagram at unqualified observers and uh you can reach out to us on any platform there and uh you just like say hey holler at us about a film uh, well, holla, holla. uh yeah let us know what you thought about films that we talked about if you had a differing view or if you want to you know chastise us for uh for anything that we have done um or if you've got a, a film that you uh, also want us to to uh take a look at uh, you can also reach out to us at uh, uh via email at unqualifiedobservers at gmail.com for that purpose as well um yeah again just uh drop a line say what's up uh it's good to always enjoy talking to folk that enjoy uh, what we're doing here that is the whole uh the whole steez um, but with that being said, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of Unqualified Observers. Always so happy to have you guys with us for a fun conversation about the cinematic arts. Uh, we will catch you folks next week with another episode. Uh, until then, I'm Kellum. And I'm Thomas. And we don't know anything. <laughs>